Frank, thank you for joining us. I would like to welcome you here, uh, even if this is a backup plan. I do hope things will go well. And it's all yours now. Philip, thank you so much. Great to be with you all. It's a pity that not everything worked out, but that's normal, especially when you do new things. And in the crisis, it's very good to have always a backup plan. So I've switched myself off and I brought you some nice pictures, which I want to share with you, some of the visions we believe could be handy in the times of the crisis. So let's start with something um, which I call, we need more space. My name is Frank Sanskeva. I'm head of innovation and ventures here at the European Space Agency, ESA. And our daily life is working with startups, working with new ideas, working with failures, working with successes, and also working with backup plans. But before we go a little bit on the part, what we can do and what we can support, um, I want that you go back in time when you were a child. And I have two boys, uh, 13 years old, and they are still experimenting every day. So what was your hero when you were nine years old? Do you remember? What was your dream to become? What was driving you curiosity? So my hero when I was nine was three centimeters and it was blue. It was a Lego astronaut in the blue one. And that was 1978. Um, and uh, 1981, the ch Challenger was, uh, the Columbia shuttle was starting. It was the first time of Star Wars. And I really thought that will be the future. And uh, I had just this toy and my world, that was my world. They had, the only walking robots was missing. And you see here only red, transparent and white ones because the blue one was the boss and I only have one left and all the rest my, my boys are named. And I really thought that would be the future. Space travel, Wookiees, uh, beaming, warp drive, and what we got in exchange was Facebook and Twitter. So sometimes I feel a little bit lost, and maybe even cheated. However, curiosity drives us, especially when you're young. And sometimes it's a pity because we're losing it. When we go to today, world is changing sometimes quicker than we think. And we are maybe not prepared. Borders are locked, which are unusual for us here in Europe. International supply chains are cut away and customers, as we ourselves, staying at home. And I brought you some picture from Earth observation from the airport in Vienna, which you see here. And that is from last year. You see the park up is packed. You have some airlines docking at the terminals. Airlines like Ryanair, EasyJet and Wizz are really offering tickets for sometimes 10 euros. Everything is going normal. And just a little less than one year later, and LiveYo, a startup from Berlin, made these, these parts, the car park is empty, and the parking lot on the airport is full and packed. The good thing is with Earth's observation, there's no filter. You cannot cheat. You cannot fake from space. It gives the real view what's happened down on Earth. If you have deforestation, if you have a leak of oil platform, if you have unplanned or illegal harvesting, everything, Earth observation helps you get the real view, if some people like it or not. And that's a great power, but it's also a great tool because it helps us, and this is a picture from the change of the end of 2019, picture in China, how nitrogen is going down, how industry is going down. It helps also measuring what's going on Earth and what is changing. So what space can help in the time of the crisis. 
And not just recently, uh, a great uh, Zoom call with one of our astronauts, Thomas Reiter, who was also in the military and Air Force before. He's even the rank of the general. And as a general, he reminds also his good times when we were starting as, as officer. And in military survival training, there's certain things you learn. And I was joining the Air Force also for two years. Two things you learn. First, you plan with your resources well, because you never know how long the crisis will take. And that's the same for startup companies and companies. Keep your money dry, keep your gunpowder dry. You never know how long the crisis will take. And react immediately. Don't wait. Waiting is something for people which may die. So don't wait. So if you see a crisis, react immediately. You may be not needing it, but it may be saving your business. Another thing we which learned, and this is Marek, he's one of the manager of the Isabek in Prague, uh, which is our partner uh, operational by Czech Invest in Trades, really also learned that telecommunication and a network behind is all. So we have a permanent call every couple of weeks with our network, which supporting the startups. And the lesson learned was really, our startups are pretty lean. They are quick, they are reacting fast because they're working already remotely. They're working across countries. For bigger organization, it takes a little bit longer. So we had sometimes maybe issues to react quicker. We did. So you can also do have a B2B communication online for a certain time at least. And telecommunication definitely helps. And especially we have to look to the way how we communicate. And I take an example from a person who was managing a big company through the crisis. And maybe a lot of people do not know Mr. Kuhnheim. Mr. Kuhnheim was CEO of BMW from 70 to 93, 23 years. This gentleman was making BMW big. And he has said that 80% of the problems, the questions, are not about, they are, they are about people. They're not about other problems. 80% of the problems and questions are about people. The rest is about technology and finance. So, and he was getting information by memos and he had a golden rule, which was one page only. And if you were sending more than one page, he was making a shortcut on it, means refuse to take note. And he was sending it back. To write one page is much harder than writing 20. So sometimes in the crisis, it's better to focus on the issue, not on the number of pages, what you can do. So can, in the communication, go really to the point and see what is the issue, tackle it, and don't go left and right and run around. Another thing, which is, are you open with the problems? And this is my favorite job title. So I hope once in my life, I will get this job title, the Chief Devil Officer. So that would be amazing, especially in the crisis, but also after the crisis and before. You should have a chief devil officer. Every organization should have one. Some person who is naming the issues and problems. This is person is also much cheaper than any consultant normally companies and organization would hire to really point the problems. So looking in your organization, Campion, who can take the role of the chief devil officer and really pointing out what has to be changed, what is running good, and especially what is not running good. And it's the same in a football game. You learn from the lost games, not one-to-one -one games. 
We do a lot of support and new ideas and hackathons. But to be honest, what is next? It's great to have hackathons and ideas, and we also support one. But I think you have to focus on the implementation too. You have to see that what is the next level after the hackathon, after you have created a startup company. Think holistic. Think the full term of the life cycle of a product. Innovation is only innovation when it hits the market. And we, in our group, especially in ASA, we have the ways and the funding and the solutions for SMEs and startups. Like my grandma said, every crisis has something good. We have to learn to make out of lemon, lemonade. So see where are the opportunities. And we from the agency, from the space agency, we have three great technologies, which we help to implement in products, in services. One thing is satellite navigation. Everybody of you is using that with your mobile phone, using Waze, using uh, Google, using Navtech, using here, using applications for tracking. Everybody of you using it. Satellite communication, you may still use it with the dish on your roof, getting TV programs. But this will be also the future of communication, internet of things and having internet everywhere. And Earth observation, you know it from the past, which was the weather forecast for the next days. But Earth observation gives us now a massive move of data, which we can do everything out of it. Precision farming, calculation out, uh, of uh, catastrophes, reinsurances, real estate companies, pipeline monitoring. There's a big, big, big role of applications coming. So these three points are the backbone of the digital economy. We build a laser backbone for communication in the sky. How we help you? So we have three legs. The first is something which we did since 91 is the tech transfer, where we have brokers across who looks what is developed and it's much cheaper to adapt a technology which is proven in space and bring it to a, a terrestrial market. You know, there's typical examples what they have, uh, the, the driller, where the stuff which we have lightweight, the fuel cells, and the, the solar cells, they were all pushed by space. So this is a technology where we help to bring from space down to earth. And we're supporting these transfers with a kind of demonstration call and helping the companies applying that to the market. The business incubation, which is the world's biggest space-related incubation center network across uh, several member states, nearly 22 member states by the end of the year. We're supporting around 220 companies per year. And we give them sheltering, a little bit cash, roughly 50K in some countries, a little bit more. We give them branding, technical support, marketing, and we help them really for two years to grow like the good uncle. We don't take shares because that's not our job. That is the job of the business angels. And while business application, we give zero equity funding up to two million for studies, Kickstarters, and bigger projects. So our job is really to helping you to grow and to have the product with space application in the market. And this is where you all got the information, business.asa.int, check that out. And there you find all the contacts of my colleagues and our teams to help you to apply this. There's a network which we have across Europe. Poland is coming this year. We're working on Luxembourg. We're working on Romania and Greece. And we have a worldwide network around that. And of course, Czech Republic with three dots already mentioned. 
The Irish have a very nice saying, on the shoulders of the giants you say further. And we are the giants. And we really help that the companies and startups climb on our shoulders and our job is not to let them down. And when we look into the crisis, also the crisis can be innovative. And also the Holy Church or the church is transmitting digital now and you have the Holy Mess life. So digitalization is becoming a tool everybody is using. But communication is still an issue and everybody speaks about 5G. And this is the web map of the world and you see the yellow one, this is the 4G connection, which is about maybe 9%. The 3G is the, the brown one. How much connectivity you will have to 5G? 4%, 3%, 6%? And I'm always saying, is there nobody flying, driving, or walking on the rest of the world? And all this will be connected by satellite in future. This is the, what you heard about this mega constellation, Google, Facebook, and others are planning, which will be a fleet of satellites that you have everywhere on the world and everywhere on the planet, a connectivity when you need it. And of course, then is the question how this is managed. So this is space technology. You have a lot of sensor and this is a huge market which comes across, but it means also a lot of satellites. And the question is how you get junk and broken satellites away from orbit. And also there we have a startup company which we are very proud to support. This is you with one of his team member and the company is called Clear Space, and they have won even a tender with the space agency, and Airbus is now the subcontractor of this company, which we are proudly supported in our incubation center and other projects. When you think about innovation in general, and this is a good advice, and Jim Marks was professor and Stanford, a very smart person, he said, you have to balance exploration and exploitation. Exploration means risky. Neil Armstrong, Edmund Hillary, Tenzin Norgay, all people making big steps. Exploitation makes things faster, lighter. In the long term, we explore. In the short term, we exploit. Like kids, when we are young, we explore every day because we are young and hungry for information. If we become older, we explore more because we have more to explore. And an innovation manager or the CEO, he has to balance both because otherwise you're not be innovative. And this is a big, big difficulty for a lot of companies, especially big ones. And this is the reason why startups can help. Think yourself, when was the last time when you were innovative and what did that to you? Therefore, sometimes you have to think big and curiosity tribes us and dreaming of occupying Mars because occupying Mars is a dream and not just a game on Steam. And there will be a new, or there is already back in the space race, but this is about economy. This is about the lower Earth economy. This is about moon. And it's a great market field for amazing, brilliant startups, which pushing the boundaries. The only worry and the backside I have is that you may use it wrong. Let's work all together that space and this future stays peaceful. Space belongs to all humankind and not just to some nations. And it should stay peaceful because the view from space gives you this picture, which was done from the ISS, from the International Space Station, where you see the river of Nile, you see Sinai, 
you see an area which is a lot of conflict. You see a little bit shadow, which is above the ocean, which makes our atmosphere, which makes life on earth and not. You see that it's small, it's beautiful, blue, but also very variable. So global problems need international cooperation and solidarity. The rise of nationalism and populism isn't helpful fighting world problems. Imagination is more important than knowledge, Albert Einstein said. And I believe very strongly what Steve Hawkins said, let's look into the stars and not on our feet. I close with a picture from Mars Express on the way to a moon. On the right, you see the moon. On the left side, you see the Earth. This is not familiar, this picture. Normally, we need the, you know the pictures, the moon in the nightlight sky, and we know the pictures from Apollo, which you see down to Earth. But sometimes, and that's for everybody, it's enough to change the view, just turning 90 degrees, because this is the spot. This is the space you need to get your business off the ground. Thank you very much.